seen an old guy before? So, you wanted, I almost fell right there. It hurts me when you laugh like that. You wanted to hear the story of Joseph. You come to the right house. Joseph was uh, a very good friend of mine. Name's Samuel, by the way. And Joseph was a righteous man. Joseph was my best friend. Some of you probably have kids. And at some point you've asked yourself the question if my spouse and I both pass away at the same time, who's going to take care of our kids? Maybe you've considered a, a family member or, or a friend. And one of the things that astounded me the most when I realized who Jesus was is that God had to make that same decision. God was sending his son to an earthen home human parents, and he had to pick who would those parents be. And, and today I've, I've come to tell you the story of my best friend Joseph, a righteous man, a, a gentle and, and kind man, my best friend, man after God's own heart, descendant of David, you see, if, if I was going to send the Savior of the world, I, I, I don't know, like, maybe I would send him to stay with the rabbis so he could learn the way to live, righteousness. He could learn the Torah. He could be one of the best Jews ever. And maybe if, if I was sending someone who was going to conquer the enemies of this world, I would send him to stay with generals and strategists. I would send him to, to stay with a king. Maybe I would just send him to stay with really wise philosophical folks. But then there's my friend Joseph, carpenter, simple man, not rich, not overly wise, but he loved God. You see, Joseph, he uh, had some decisions he had to make. Some of them you've heard about this morning already. I like to think that if he was a carpenter, most of his life was spent at a table like this one. That his quiet time with God was with his tools. 
working on projects, building chairs and, and tables. And I'm not much of a carpenter. I don't, I don't know what any of these things do. But Joseph did. Joseph did. And I like to imagine that he was so excited when he found out that he was betrothed to Mary, that she wanted him and he wanted her and everything was going to be great. But then. One of the most ominous but God moments in history. Joseph, in, in the height of his elation, he He goes to Mary, excited. You see, betrothal is such a big deal to us. It's it's like marriage, basically. You you have to get divorced even before you finalize the betrothal. Like, if if you're going to end it, you can't just change your mind. And so Joseph goes to Mary, excited. And sometimes I wonder if maybe this is how some of those conversations went. Mary! Mary! Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Mary! Mary! What? What are you... Stop playing... What are you talking about? Um, no, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fine. I just, I need a, I need a moment. Um, I need a moment. Oh, my God. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. There's no way. No, 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 no. That's, <laughs> I made a bad decision. I, <laughs> Mary, uh, <laughs> Mary made a bad decision. I made a bad de- <sighs> Okay. Then, uh, I guess that's it. I could leave her, but, oh, God, she could be killed. She could be killed. Okay. Okay. All right, but if I do it quietly and there's no trial, then everyone's going to be looking at me. Are they going to think that it's, it's my kid and that I left her? Or what is this going to do for my business, for my livelihood? But, I mean, God, my livelihood versus her life, that's not even a competition. Okay. Okay. I need to take a nap. I need to sleep on this. Oh, God. Okay. Oh. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, God. Your angels are terrifying. Why did it have four faces? 
okay, if you're going to get my attention. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So it really is you. Okay. Okay. This is etched into my desk so that I never forget it. David, a king, David, my, my ancestor, he said, I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Okay, okay, God, let's, let's do it. <laughs> Mary, <laughs> Mary, we need to talk. <laughs> we need to talk. I believe you. And I don't care if no one else does. I believe you. It might have taken his creepy angel with four faces, but I believe you. I'm going to do really hard not to have to see one of those guys again. <laughs> and so we get married. And it's beautiful. And then we go back home for a census. Mary is with child. And then, <laughs> the craziest thing, we, we stop in town to get a room, and there's no rooms. Sometimes, when that night is depicted, artists put halos over our heads. Myself and Mary, little halo right there over the belly. I can tell you right now, I, I never had a halo. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how you can be sure I never had a halo. If I had a halo, they would have found a room for me. <laughs> you, don't, you don't look at three people with halo, halo, baby halo over the belly and say, we're full. No, you kick someone out of a room and you're like, I'm sorry, they got halos. <laughs> so no, we didn't, we didn't have a halo. It wasn't a, a still, serene evening. It was, it was freezing cold. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, some of, the, some of the songs that you sing about that night, you need to know, Jesus, Jesus sounded many times. He made many cries. He bawled like a baby because he was a baby. He was my son. Wasn't. God picked me to, to, to raise him, and, and uh, why? Why me? Why me? But then I saw him. I saw Mary, and I saw my son. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord.
beautiful boy. Very loud, smelly, crying baby boy. But he's mine. I said a moment ago that the last thing I wanted to do was see another angel. Unfortunately, <laughs> angels happen to be God's chosen messenger, and I saw many of them. <laughs> and they're all terrifying in different ways. And I learned that's why they always started with, do not fear. <laughs> they're like, way up there. Like the, the face thing is just really creepy anyway. I'm really glad we were not made in the image of angels. <laughs> but another one came and he told me to flee, flee to the south. And so we did. And then another one came to say, hey, it's safe. Go back home. <laughs> God, couldn't you? Like, I always wonder, did, did Moses, did he avoid bushes for the rest of his life? I just really don't want to sleep because every time I go to bed, I feel like there's another messenger waiting to share something. And sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. And then how do you raise God's kid? If I could explain to you that I imparted so little wisdom to him and he talked circles around us from the time he could first speak. Some of you might think that your kids are really smart. You might think that, man, they can do math, and they're not even in school, they can, they can read, and, and yet, I'm pretty sure my kid like knew the Torah like upon exiting the womb. I would, I would, we were, we were going to Jerusalem for Passover, and I was telling him about Passover, and he was correcting me. And he was 12. I never was a priest. I never was a great religious leader. I was just a man that, that loved God and, and for some reason got to bear this, this intense burden, but this incredible joy. Being able to hold Jesus in my arms. Look into his eyes. Watch him grow up. <laughs> There's that moment that a lot of you read about. We were in the temple. It was for the Passover that I just mentioned. And then we're going home. And a day later, we realize we don't have Jesus. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands if you've ever left your kids somewhere. But I'm going to guarantee you that I asked if, if you've ever left one of God's kids somewhere, that no hands would, I, sole ownership of that, that I, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't lose track of my kid for 30 minutes at Disney World, like, what is Disney World? Um, <laughs> no, this is like God's son, and it's, it's worse than that, it's his only son, He's got one of them, and I lost him for like a day and a half. I did not think I was going to make it back home. I thought, I thought for sure I was going to get struck down. 
But even as we realized our mistake, don't ask me how we forget our Lord and Savior for a day. I don't want to get into that. But as we realize our mistake, we turn around, we're going back to Jerusalem. That same verse that's etched into my work table. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. And I didn't realize how true that, that, that statement was when we get back to the temple and Jesus is literally teaching the rabbis. And I just kind of sat there kind of smug and it wasn't because I had taught him anything. We already covered that. But I sat there and I was just like, ha ha, see, he didn't need you guys. That's why God chose me. <laughs> but why did God choose me? He didn't need me to teach him the law. He didn't, he didn't need me to teach him anything. He's God. Why did God choose me? I've thought about that question a lot over the years. Not to toot my own horn, but sometimes I wonder how many people would have believed Mary even after the angel showed up. Sometimes I wonder uh, how many people would have just exploited the idea that their son was the Christ and the coming Messiah. I just wanted to be a dad. And so sometimes I wonder if that's why he chose me. I just wanted to be a dad. I wish I could have seen his ministry. I knew it was coming. Mary knew it was coming. We, we knew something was coming, and I wish I had been there for the whole thing. I don't know if I could have stomached standing at the foot of the cross with Mary and John. He might have been God's son, but at that point, he was mine. I'm glad that he had John. John, take care of Mary. Mary, this is your son, John. Jesus had a lot of friends. He had a, he had a lot of, of enemies. He had a lot of detractors, but he had a lot of friends. You know, my, my name, Joseph, it means to, to add or, or to increase in I mean, what could be added to someone more than the Savior of the world? I mean, he gave me the, the biggest increase ever. Sometimes I wonder if I really knew what it meant that he was going to save the world. If I understood the, the heartbreak that would follow and the immense joy that would follow after that, but... If any of you have ever lost a son, you're not alone. I felt the pain. God himself has felt the pain. And sometimes we might think, oh, God got Jesus back. Guess what? 
Your son's waiting for you too. It doesn't make it any easier. But I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. And so as I stand here at my table, looking at my tools, the, the, the handles that are not ergonomic at all, Does anyone know what this tool does? Ooh, there were some answers, but I was way too far away to hear them. I apologize. Draw knife. What does it do? Shaves it off slowly, bit by bit by bit. It's one of the first tools I learned how to use. Put it on the long edge, and you just slowly draw towards yourself over and over and over again until you get to the thickness that you want. One of the things that I learned in carpentry is that it's small, sometimes imperceptible adjustments to get where you want to be. If there's anything that I ever imparted to Jesus, genuinely I can say, carpentry. I was so proud when he wanted to pick up the tools after me, when he wanted to, 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 to whittle things down, when he wanted to hammer them together, when he wanted to, to bind wood and, and make things. It brought me so much joy. It brings God so much joy when we want to be about the things that he's about, when we want to do the things that he does when we love mercy, when we walk humbly, when we act justly. See, God is love, and that was made real to me in Christ. He is love. I, I looked in my child's eyes, and yes, he was a normal human kid, but he was also God, and I felt a love for him that I could not reciprocate at the same level no matter how hard I tried. And that's weird. But it was powerful. And I'll leave you with this this morning. No matter what tools you're given, no matter how ergonomic or not they are, and whether you have any idea how to use them or not. There is someone inside of you my son. A carpenter ended his life on a couple blocks of wood so that he could be in you. And so this season is, is especially joyous for me. As I remember my son, I remember him coming not just as a conquering king, but as a suffering servant, as someone who loves us so, so much.
And I'm so glad that I am with him. And he wants to be with you. So I'm going to leave. I'm going to walk off this stage. (laughs) But God is still here. And Jesus is still here. And he's here for you. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you are a God who loves. You are a God who corrects. You're a God of righteousness and and a God of mercy, a God of justice, and a God of gentleness. I thank you this morning for the reminder that we can be confident. Amidst the hardest trials we've ever faced, we can be confident. I pray for everyone here, help us to be confident. In the face of adversity, help us to be confident in the face of pain and and struggle and trials. Lord, I pray for everyone here in person and online, watching it now or far into the future. Lord, that your hope and your light and your life would fill each and every one of us to the point where it overflows so that we can share it with those around us. We love you, Lord. You are good. You are so good. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.